Hey guys, my name is Grace and you're listening to Dream Green. Welcome! In today's episode, we'll be talking about sustainable city living. Today, around 55% of the world's population lives in urban areas like cities. In fact, the United Nations predicts that by 2050, that 55% will be closer to 70%. That prediction concerns a lot of environmentalists because cities already produce around 75% of the world's greenhouse gas emissions, and if more people are populating urban areas, that percentage is sure to rise. It's becoming more urgent for city dwellers to adopt a sustainable lifestyle if we are to mitigate those numbers. But creating and maintaining a sustainable lifestyle can be challenging as it is, and trying to do it while living in a city can be even more challenging. But have no fear, because in this episode, I will cover five tips for green city living and some recent news. Let's begin. So my first tip is to avoid fossil fuel vehicles. Not all the time, but when you can. This might be the most challenging step, but it is also extremely important. Not only is driving your car highly polluting and a real public health issue, it causes considerable traffic problems, increases stress, and reduces the quality of life for those living around highly congested areas. Instead, I suggest you use public transport, bike somewhere, or even just walk. Not only will you be reducing your carbon footprint, but You can also be reducing your risk for disease, improving your sleep, and increasing your energy during the day. Another way to do this is you can try carpooling. My second tip is to consume local foods. By consuming products made close to home, you are not only supporting your local economy, but you're also reducing the environmental impacts of your purchase. The transportation of products is a major contributor to climate change because a single product might have to travel on a plane, trucks, ships, and other highly polluted models of traveling. The further it's coming from, the more likely it is to have a large environmental footprint. While living sustainably, there is no need to be or feel alone. My third tip is to connect with like-minded individuals in your city. Join groups according to your main sustainable interest if they exist, or create one yourself. It's a great way to get specific insights on what others are doing in your area. Not only that, but you're also strengthening the environmental movement, making new acquaintances that share the same ideas, and giving your city more chances to become greener. My fourth tip is very cliche, and it is to reduce, reuse, and recycle. I know you're probably thinking like, duh, that's like a no-brainer, but as much as we hear those words a lot, few really separate these words and implement each one. A lot of times, people skip over the reduce and reuse part because they are recycling. Even recycling has restrictions that might be more specific than you realized. I try to look up your city's guidelines and to not forget that reducing what you consume and reusing what you have is two-thirds of the reduce, reuse, recycle process. My fifth and final tip is to get involved with local politics. Individual change is great, but wouldn't it be fantastic if your whole city could embrace eco-friendly habits? 
by becoming vocal about what you would like to see changed, you can make your city a much greener place than it already is. This has been proven to work time and time again. For example, Amsterdam became the bicycle capital of the world thanks to fierce activism in the 70s. More recently, in Hanawai, a group of about 50,000 people came together to protest the government policy to cut down almost 7,000 trees, and they succeeded. Those were five tips for living a more sustainable lifestyle in the city. I hope you enjoyed the tips and stay tuned for some recent environmental news. My first piece of news today is especially exciting. Recently, a new pollinating method has been found. So pollinators help transport pollen for plants to reproduce and make fruit. But now, many pollinators' populations are in decline because of habitat loss, pollution, and other problems. That's why some farmers have to do the long and difficult process of pollinating plants by hand. Recently, a scientist in Japan discovered a way to use bubbles to pollinate flowers in a much faster and efficient way than pollinating by hand. Incredible! Next, researchers at the Monterey Bay Aquarium Institute in California are taking inspiration from sea snot for future homes on the moon or Mars. Crazy, right? The giant larvacean, around five inches long, builds delicate houses for themselves out of its own mucus. They start out small, then blow it up to three feet in length, which is the same as us building a five-story home for ourselves every day. These creatures build a new home every day. Wow! My third story today is that scientists have solved the mystery as to why glass frogs are translucent. They did this by placing 360 frog-shaped treats in Ecuador. They found that wild animals ate more opaque or colored frogs than the translucent ones. So glass frogs have developed a translucent body to blend into their surroundings and avoid predators. Recently, scientists discovered the first known prehistoric shark nursery. Shark nurseries are small areas where adult sharks can give birth to, raise, and protect their young. Scientists found shark teeth tracing back to 5 million years ago. My last news story for today is that scientists at the Georgia Institute of Technology recently built a robot known as Slothbot that monitors the environment's plants, animals, interactions, temperature, weather, and carbon dioxide. It's known as the Slothbot because it looks like a sloth and acts like one too because they move very slowly. And that is all for today's episode of Dream Green. I really hope you liked it, and if you did, please follow me on Instagram at DreamGreenTeens and follow me on whatever platform you're listening to this on. And until next time, don't forget to dream green.